Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. question a year ago, what would define success in the Russell Wilson era? How did that answer change? Uh, Stoke was not here on the one-year uh, one Annie, but he's here today, so the question's yeah. still uh, relevant here. Man, it changes a lot, doesn't it? From a year ago? You tell me. It has to. I'm just trying to avoid, like, epic disaster failure of the greatest magnitude and maybe the biggest failure in NFL history. You put it up there with the biggest ones in sports. I mean, that's where this would go. and that's, that's where this thing is trending to go, right? I mean, the contract, the draft picks, and a five-win season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this thing could be up there at the top of the worst of the worst of the worst. And so I like I'm trying to avoid that to yeah. start with. <laughs> to start with. So you and I are uh, m- kind of speaking the same language, and we'll go further down the road and see where uh, our opinions separate. But it just depends who you talk to. I worked with James Merrillat for the last three days. He's like, dude, you got nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. Russell's going to be here moving forward. He's the least of their problems. So it just depends who you ask. And a guy that we'll ask here is our friend Mike Kliss. Mike, our 9 News Broncos insider, joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. Happy Friday, Mike, and welcome back to the show. Um, hey, right on, guys. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks, hey, for, Mike. thanks for being here. I'll, I'll bounce the same question off you, Mike. A year ago, when the Russell Wilson trade goes down, it was a low-hanging fruit question to say, okay, what defines success over the next handful of years with Russell Wilson? Opinions varied on it. you got to win a Super Bowl. You got to play in a Super Bowl. Got to be a contender every single year. One year after the fact, knowing what we now know, with maybe renewed optimism with Sean Payton, how would you answer that question and how does it differ from how you answered it a year ago? Yeah, a year ago, I was saying 10 and 7, you know, make the playoffs would be uh, the first year expectation. And uh, that fell that fell short. But now with Sean Payton uh, fixing Russell Wilson, which is you know what I tell you what between the two of them, three first round picks and three second round picks, the Broncos gave up. They better get they better be ten and seven and in the playoffs this year too. I mean that that expectation uh, still exists. It's you just had to you had to punt last year, I guess you have to punt it. And but the expectation's the same because of Sean Payton. And, um, you know, now had they hired, oh, I don't know, one of their other uh, candidates, let's say David Shaw or or Jim Caldwell, you know, for for the head coach, I think think the expectations would have been, even D'Amico Ryans, you know, who is a first-time head coach, uh, I'm not sure expectations were there. But Sean Payton is pretty much a legit every year in the playoffs. You know, um, he's had a bunch of 12 and four years, 13 and three. Uh, you expect him to turn Russ around and, uh, but it's going to be interesting. He may not. And if he doesn't, then what? So this is, uh, you know, obviously a big year for Russ, whether he's here two years or whether he's here four years. 
I don't see him being here seven years, um, but he's got guarantees for four years, and and really that would help the Broncos out a lot if he plays well enough to justify uh, being around to see all four of those years without having to eat any money. So, uh, but he's, uh, you know, Russell, I I think this is, you know, borrowing from the old Bobby Knight book, uh, Russell Wilson's got a season on the brink here to show what he can do, and can Sean Payton, you know, be the uh, quarterback whisperer that turns him around, like he did really uh, with Jameis Winston in 2021, Teddy Bridgewater in 2019. These are the non-Drew Brees quarterbacks that he had success with. Yeah, Mike, uh, looking at uh, Draymond Jones, free agency coming up. He's going to hit the market, it looks like. What are your expectations? Any chance that uh, he comes back? I mean, once you usually go down this road, it's usually a wrap. But uh, any expectations that the the Broncos might pony up and re-sign him? Or is it probably bye-bye for Draymond? Um, There's a chance. I would say the Broncos, you know, I think there's going to be three teams. You know, usually uh, when free agency opens, that negotiating uh, window opens. You know, you go to the combine and there's there's 12 to 14 teams that, are interested. Um, six of them say, well, that's a little rich for us, but keep us in mind. Uh, in the end, it's usually about three teams that are really there bidding that are really in it on Monday, which is when the negotiating window opens. And um, the Broncos will be one of those three. And, uh, you know, like last year, guys, Josie Jewell signed, I can't remember if it was Monday, Tuesday, or actually Wednesday, the first day of the, of the free agency. But, you know, they were dealing with Josie Jewell the whole time, and they, they got him done. And so there's a chance that that repeats with Draymond Jones this year or Alex Singleton this year. Um, but right now, um, it's Friday, and the Broncos, the, the way the Broncos operate, they they haven't thrown out numbers to anybody right now in the free agent. They've expressed strong interest in some uh, free agents and some free agents out there are aware of the Broncos' interests, but there's been no numbers uh, thrown around. Uh, that may change. That may have changed today. I expect it to change, um, you know, tomorrow and definitely Sunday. And so, because you got to have it all, you got to be all ready to go come Monday morning. Right. And so, uh, but you don't want to tip your hand too early, just so you're not, uh, you're not, you know, you're not providing the bar for other teams to bid on. So that's the trick to this uh, to this game, this free agent game. But they'll be in it for Draymond. Draymond. Uh, if he goes over those tag numbers, though, um, you know it, it would look bad on the Broncos if they'd signed them for more than those tag numbers. The reason why they didn't tag them at eighteen, nineteen, is because they figured that was too high. You know that, right. that overvalues them. And so, you know, if if they can get them for seventeen, maybe sixteen. Uh, the Broncos uh, definitely have a chance. If he goes beyond those numbers, then I think, uh, you know, Draymond, uh, it was was a nice four years. It was great developing you into a $20 million defensive tackle and go get him. Mike, last question before we let you go. Um, me and Stokely were talking about the running back position. It's extremely relevant this offseason. Javante Williams had a major injury. And even if he's back, uh, say, a year and a day later, he's still going to miss the first month of the season. How do you think, like, what's the appropriate 
measurement of aggressiveness the Broncos need to take with that position here moving forward? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure he's going to miss the first month. I mean, you might have information that I that I don't. I, it's going to be close. He may miss the first month, but there's also a chance he starts uh, game one. Um, you know, I, I, my feeling on that, guys, is uh, in the off season, get your running backs in the draft. You know, the, the, the free like like you know Melvin Gordon, you paid him eight million a year, and he gave you 900 yards. Well, last year, uh, Damian Pierce was 900 yards as a, as a fourth-round guy. Um, Algier with the, with the Atlanta Falcons was a 1,000-yard rusher, fifth-round guy. A uh, year before, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you know, uh, Pacheco, by the way, was a seventh-rounder. He looked pretty good mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Helped put him over the top. you you got to go with the younger legs in the offseason. Uh, they might go Kareem Hunt. I, I just, uh, you know, they might go... David uh, Montgomery, but I just don't advocate that. I think right off the bat, come Monday, guys, it'll be a right tackle, um, may, a left guard, maybe if uh, they, you know, with with Reisner expected to move on. I think those will be the signs. The running back market might take a few more days to uh, sort out. They may go that way in free agency, but to me, it's a no-brainer. The smart move is you got two picks in the third round, early in the fourth, early in the fifth. Don't be lazy and just throw a little bit of money at some of these guys who have been around for five or six years. Find yourself the next Alvin Kamara in the third round or Damian Pierce in the fourth round. That's what George Payton should be doing. Mike, we're going to go over real quick. Quick answer from you. Should the Broncos, should we expect to hear news from the Broncos making some moves when it comes to clearing up some cap space? Chase Edmonds, Graham Glasgow, uh, Ronald Darby, where they can clear up a lot of cap space by releasing those guys. I'm not expecting those guys to be back. When could we hear that news and why haven't we already heard it? Yeah, I I think Glasgow, there's a chance of a, a pay reduction and a return like he did last year. I mean, he's a pretty valuable guy. He can play all three interior positions. He wound up starting seven, eight, nine games for him last year, especially at center. Uh, but if it's too deep a cut, he may say, you know, release me. Uh, but they're not going to pay him $11 million. Chase Edmonds, you would have to restructure down from $6 million. Uh, that's a possibility. I'm not sure about Darby. $10 million, non-guaranteed. Uh, I think, first of all, the way that works, he has to pass a physical. And he may be uh, he may be closer to the season before he can do that. So I'm not really sure policy operationally wise how that all works out with Darby. All right, Mike, we always appreciate your time. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you uh, next week. Thanks, Mike. Hey, can't wait, guys. All right, go get them. All right, there he goes, the one and the only Mike Kliss, our 9 News Broncos insider. Shout out real quick, our old producer, Stephen Priest. In the house. In the hizzy, out of nowhere. We haven't seen him in two years. Came by, and it's always good to see our, our old producer. He was the first producer that we had here uh, as a show uh, and lasted a couple years, which is yeah, a long time. Remarkable. For, 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 Says a lot about him, his resilience. You normally drive him off a lot yep, quicker. Yep. So, uh He's 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 back Tough. in the building tonight, Tough. so good 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 to see him. Okay, there are a list of names becoming available to the Broncos. Should they want them? Which ones make sense? Which ones don't? We'll bounce some of those off Stoke coming up next.